a weekly wrestling podcast with uh, myself, Michael, um, and my younger brother, Tomas, Tom, and Hello. our good friend, uh, Jim Yeager. We are three lifelong wrestling fans. Um, I, 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 I clearly remember wearing my uh, Hulk Hogan button uh, on my first day of kindergarten. My mom said I wouldn't leave the house without it. Um, I think I've put every wrestling move that won't kill my younger brother. I've put him in it. I think me and Jim have also put him in several combined. Uh, just, you know, just saying it. We're just, we're really big wrestling fans and we've decided to finally, you know, pull the trigger and uh, we're going to talk shop um, specifically what this is going to be about, you know, um, less, I feel like a lot of podcasts are just news, you know, it's all news, it's all news, it's all news, you know, and, and, and really that's how I end up hearing about a lot of the wrestlers and I'm like, oh, I have to go check it out. So in a way it's doing something, but this I think is, is, I think kind of, it, it's a little different because we're actually going to put a spotlight on a wrestler. We're going to go over their, you know, biography, you know, their, what they've gotten famous for, what they've been known for, whatever, and where they're at now, um, you know, and it may be new, it may be old, um, you know, just we're here to talk shop and hopefully, um, you know, whoever listens to this um, can, uh, you know, go out and find some stuff like we did and, you know, maybe you'll become a fan and whatnot. And I think it's kind of cool, um, you know, for instance, like um, Malachi Black, Tommy End, um, got Alistair Black, um, always been kind of a bit of a metalhead and his music entrance is by this, this like, not Norwegian, but like a oh, Belgian death metal band, but they're not like death metal. They're like a, a doom metal and they're called Amon Ra and the song's Ogan Trost. I went down this crazy rabbit hole. You can ask Tom on it. And, you know, so that's the goal of this podcast, you know, is to put a spotlight, you know, we'll talk about something, you know, some of the happenings, you know, uh, what's going on. I think we got a few things we can talk about before we get into our spotlight, you know, wrestler of the week who uh, I will get to uh, once we introduce ourselves. But again, my name's Michael. Um, have just been a lifelong wrestling fan and, um, yeah, I think it'll come out over this podcast, but, uh, introduce my younger brother, Tom, uh, you know, Tom, what, um, give us some, uh, give us some credentials. I'm just honestly a huge, uh, bona fide fan. Uh, let me just throw that <laughs> Right. Gentlemen, that he's there. No, actually I'm, uh, I'm strictly just a huge Sandman fan and that's it. <laughs> I, I love the Sandman and I wish he would come back. To professional wrestling now, thank you. What's that? Hack is uh, hard for hack. <laughs> hack Sandman, any any uh, any names he goes by. No, uh, I mean to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I like Mike. Have been a massive wrestling fan since I was a kid. Um, I do remember Mike leaving the house with the pin. Uh, he also left with the the red and yellow boa, big sunglasses. That <laughs> weird. Uh, it was weird. He was young. And he had a beard already. No, he spray painted half of it, but uh, no, I was huge. I'm a huge, massive, re- uh, massive wrestling nerd, uh, just like these gentlemen. And uh, yes, I can attest to being almost killed by both of them in uh, multiple variations of wrestling moves. So we like to have a good time. And uh, thanks for joining us. Go ahead, Jim. Take it away. Bona feed the right. shit out of this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna bona feed at your ass. Uh, yeah, this. For the record, I would sell for Tom. If Tom wanted to hit me with something, I would have sold it. He just no, never. That's that's horseshit. I, w- I would have hit you guys. And you guys would have beat the shit out of me even more. Tom, Tom was the Dolph Ziggler of the group. Uh, he, just, 
Sound well, like a motherfucker, but he didn't have any moves. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not bad. I mean, he's good. So you know, yeah, that is far from an insult. Far from it. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jim. I am uh, the third person uh to speak now uh i am like like tom like mike i'm a lifelong wrestling fan uh i come at it from both the the entertainment aspect of it just like the the fandom aspect of it but also um my my day job is a media professor so i i teach media theory and media production and uh i like to look at at uh wrestling not only in terms of what's in the ring but i like to look at wrestling also as a a mechanism for culture Right. And, and how wrestling is a reflection of society and how wrestling affects society and how media representation comes through there. So I come at it from a different angle, along with just the fun, like Hulk Hogan, go leg drop. Boom. Uh, you know, I, 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 I like I like all aspects of it. Uh, but I, I kind of also like to like I said, I like to come at it from the uh, uh, media studies side of things as well. No, and I think that's going to be really cool. And I think that that's what's going to set, you know, um, I, I really do. I think I kind of our podcast uh, apart from a lot of some of the other ones, you know, because it's, you know, really thinking, Jim, about, you know, going back. Like I said, I've known Jim for, God, going on almost 20 some odd years now and yeah. um, was in a a wanted at one point to be a, 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 a budgeting filmmaker and documentary. And so I was really kind of exposed to that world. But, um, you know, like Jim, it's just going back and like thinking about, you know, oh, the, um, oh my God, speaking of Hulk Hogan, when he came out as the bad, you know, and this and that, and just like the, the emotion with that and just the visual expectation of that. And just, and then it just, you know, obviously this iconic good guy going bad, and whatnot, but, um, you know, no, you've taken your background and I guess maybe mine to a slight, um, has really made me go back and look at a lot of these matches or even look at current matches now from a, like that lens and, you know, like, and I think that's really cool. And I think that's like really evident, um, to your point, Jim, you know, kind of the reflection of society is like the WWE for a while was that big, you know, the divas. And it was just all about essentially hot girls and not wrestling. And then it made that transition to where now you're seeing, you know, um, all kinds of, you know, body types and ethnicities. And it's just, and it's, you never think about it and you go back and you're just like, oh my God, oh God, oh boy. Like, <laughs> why did I not, you know what I mean? But it's been there the whole time. And it's just, I never, you know, kind of come in from our relationship and, you know, all three of us, I think just looking at it from oh, a different lens, you know, call me crazy, but I, for one, hope they bring back the bodybuilding era. <laughs> <laughs> I love you it. Want to see the all pro posters all over the arena. <laughs> and, uh... Exactly. <laughs> it's what we need. It's more warlocks, right? <laughs> more warlocks, please. Hey, warlock was fucking underrated. I will go to the mat for warlock. He was, he was good. He, a lot of people said that too. Like a lot of people were like, the dude was good. And just, just, I couldn't, I don't know, just never really latched on. Yeah, he, he was a body guy, but he was also a good character worker. So I, I'm it's great. You guys defend Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to defend Warlock. He deserves uh, <laughs> better in the history books. Oh, man. Who do I get to defend? No. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you've, you know, kind of learned. I mean, I you're going to defend Hulk Hogan enough, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Good point. Kind of touch on some stuff that's happening. It just seems like news just keeps happening and happening and where it's been like, what? To like, oh God, no. Like, to like, 
Oh, shit. Clickbait. Uh, the hot topic for clickbait is, I think, what you, Mike, do not want to talk about, but I think it is absolutely huge for the WWE is Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. I understand there's going to be a lot of crickets. You need, you need to understand. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. I don't – I mean, yes. Please, please don't. Please. I love Logan Paul, okay? And there's nothing you guys can do <laughs> in my mind. No, I think what it is, is like, I think it's an absolutely smart business move for them. Uh, as much as I disagree with a lot of Logan, what Logan Paul is as a human being, it's going to draw so much attention to the WWE – that it's, I think, it's a smart move for Triple H to be bringing in an audience that normally wouldn't be watching wrestling. Uh, do I think that it should be for the title? Probably not, because I think that's you're going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, especially like some of the old school dudes in the back. But I actually didn't text you guys about it because I really wanted to talk about it and hear your thoughts about it. Because I don't care what you say. I think this is huge for the WWE. The dude and the the the, the wave of. Uh, Jim, you might kill me for this. The wave of where like media might be going, not me, media, but it's like, it's all YouTube. And the dude has what? 30 million followers on YouTube. That's huge, man. And I guarantee WWE is not looking at it like, Oh, Logan Paul, this, this charismatic dude, it's all numbers. That's 30, 30 million people who may not have watched wrestling, who have watched wrestling to tune into the crown jewel. I don't agree with the crown jewel at all. I don't think they should be over there, regardless of what it is. It's still a cash. It's a cash grab for the WWE. So I think it's going to be. I think it's big. It's definitely big to be talking about. I heard Ace Steel also bit Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he ran after him and bit him. No, yeah, I, dude. I don't know how I feel about it. I I can't stand that guy to begin with. Um, I can't stand the fact that they do the Crown Jewel. I've never watched one. Only highlights because I just refuse. Um, you know, the fact that like, I <laughs> props to Kevin Owens, man, he, I, I, how he got away with that, with how badly he was used before Vince left and like how he said, I'm not going, but like very interesting. I mean, that's a whole topic there, but you know, he just refuses to do it. And I, I I'm right there with him. And, and so, Hey, maybe we'll look at it from this lens, you know, Tom from kind of the pop culture, Jim from the media side, and then he is maybe just, you know, kind of the wrestling side of things. It makes no fucking sense. Like, what does it do for Roman? What does it do for Logan? Logan has this, what? So he can sell his upcoming fight with somebody. And it just, but it's like, I'm, and I get it. You may get some new fans, but I'm like, it just, I, I don't see it as a big enough shift where people are going to be like, Oh my God, you know, and I, apparently I've been hearing he's been doing great. He's training. That's great. I don't care. Like, it, I would just laugh my ass off if he gets in there and they just they just squash the hell out of him. I would just laugh and just be like, "Great, now please fucking give me Roman Reigns and Karrion Cross or like, you know, I don't know something." But I know Jim, you're not a fan, but I just I I don't care to be honest. That's my stance. I just don't care, and I think it's stupid. But Jim, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I, I Tom makes a good point. Right. I, and I, I got to say, Tom makes a very good point. Right. It is Logan Paul, along with being a giant piece of shit, 
<laughs> has an incredibly successful online presence, right? He has a huge following on TikTok, on YouTube. You know, he 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 has a gigantic following. It's like when they brought in Floyd Mayweather to fight Big Show, right? Nobody was like, you know, like, oh, just you know, this is going to be a legit match. It was a gimmick, you know, and and they've been doing this since the beginning. You had you had Mr. T and and Hulk Hogan fighting against Piper and Orndorff, and you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get that. And, you know, like I said, I, I think Tom makes a good point about his his media presence. I think where it goes off the rails, though, is that they're doing it in Saudi. If if this if this was taking place at Survivor Series, huge, huge opportunity for media because it's happening in Saudi Arabia. Any mainstream news source that's going to talk about it is going to have to bring up the fact that Saudi Arabia murders journalists yeah. right all of the positive press you get out of this you know this this spectacle disappears once the moment you acknowledge oh and it's being paid for with blood money right it's you know and 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 this this is all happening in front of you know people who also celebrate beheadings of children you know it, it's it it really they WWE has got to figure out that this this whole Saudi Arabia contract they have, however long they have left on it, they need to just punt on the next few. Don't do shit like this because any positive you could have had is going to be gone once you have that Saudi Arabia. So I think you make a good point, Tom, but I also I think Mike's point, too, is is just as valid. And that is that, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. You know, this isn't going to I don't think this is going to keep anybody around. I don't think it's going to build anything. It's just it's a gimmicky one off and it's wasted, you know, doing a gimmicky one off at a, at a domestic pay-per-view. Sure. Yeah, it's not. I think it's going to well, backfire. Like, and, I mean, the only thing I can think of is like what happens? The Miz comes in because like and he like, OK, so great. Why didn't you just put him with the Miz? He did really well with it. They're both a-holes and like. That didn't make any sense either when he turned on him and wrestled. Like, I was like, I don't know if you guys saw that match, but and then he turned on him. I'm like, what? After the match. Yeah, yeah. after the match. What? Well, it, it, what's going to be really shitty, too, is because, you know, you mentioned how KO has just said he won't go. Sami Zayn isn't allowed in the country, right? So Sami Zayn is, oh, is yeah, this, you know, because right. he's Syrian, right? Yeah. So, so Sami Zayn is this, you know, what do they call him? The honorary oos, right? Of the bloodline. He's got, he's not going to have, he's not going to be able to participate at all at the show at crown jewel. He's not even allowed in Saudi Arabia. So what are you going to do in the buildup to this? Right. Is Sami Zayn going to be hyperactive or are they just going to remove him entirely because he ain't going to be able to make the trip to Saudi Arabia. And you know, they're not going to stay on air. They're not going to on air, come clean and be like, well, Sami Zayn would love to be here, but he was born to the wrong parents. So fuck that guy. Like I, so we, we, like I said, I just see so many pitfalls with this booking. I think, I mean, I do think it'll bring a lot of eyes. I definitely see your guys' point for sure. Um, I just think it was kind of a buzzworthy topic. So fuck you guys for Absolutely. shitting all over me. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, I don't know if you guys have been um, following. Have you guys been following the fallout from the AEW fight? There's a. Uh, it's, it's interesting. And this is like, man, again, it's like work shoot, you know, and it's like, but like, I guess there's pictures surfacing of uh, Kenny Omega with like a bruise on his arm, which yeah, looks like a bite right. mark. And it was like, well, he said, cause that's the thing. And like Ace Steel said that like, he was, he thinks he was getting cross-faced and that's why he bit him. And I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense. Cause if you look, it's like right on his form. I mean, where you're going to, you know, you're trying to grab somebody 
and this and that. And then, but yeah, so, but I guess if you haven't heard some of the fallout is everybody's gotten suspended punk, um, you know, dropped the title, but I guess he was also hurt. Um, and that I think just made things worse. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, that's, it's just now they, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I really don't. Um, you know, cause like, like again, work shoot, like, okay, what are you going to do if this is a work? you know, punks out for a year, like, you know, so it's like, uh, and I get the title scramble and, you know, I, I could see Danielson run with it and win it. I'm, I'm a little tired of Mox and I think Mox wants a vacation, to be honest. I think he's, he said he was pissed that he had to come back and kind of carry the company. Um, you know, it cut one of the best promos of his life though. So that's good. But yeah, so I guess like, you know, and then the trios titles got vacated and they went to dark triangle, which is the Lucha brothers and Pac, which I think is a great, I was a little miffed about that. I was kind of hoping for best friends. Um, I, I thought it was going to be them. I think that they're they're really good for it. But I think at this point, they just seem like they're just kind of about developing. You know, they just seems like, hey, we'll give you a good match, but we're going to, you know, this and that and the other thing. Because they best friends have been around. I mean, I, I guess same as the Lucha Brothers, but I don't know. So maybe they got different plans for them and they're going to push you know, Orange Cassidy or something like that. That but was yes, a match, just, though, to be honest, though, Mike, uh, Mike, to be honest, Mike, to be honest, Mike, <laughs> I think that was a, a match where I was happy regardless of who won. I was like, either either, right. either, either team wins, I'm totally fine with it. Where it was like, when the Young Bucks won it, I was like, oh, cool. They, they just, not to get into that whole uh, history of that, but like, I it, it was designed for the Bucks. It was designed for the elite. We everybody knew when Kenny was coming back, and there's the rumors of the trios title. It was like it's it's going to go to these guys. So I'm actually I was actually disappointed that the Bucks and uh, well Kenny Omega got it because I was like winner guys like Penta and Phoenix going to get their their go with it, and I think it was right. perfect, regardless of the outcome. I think it was it was it was best. It was it was wonderful. Fair enough. Yeah, no. So, um, but yeah, just more fallout and it just, but uh, the, the Wednesday after where, you know, Mox got the promo and MJF is still just amazing. Um, it felt like a reboot. Um, and it's just, it felt like kind of that original spirit of when they first started. So it's really interesting. So again, you know, is it the fact that the Bucks are gone and, or that, you know, Punk's gone, you know, cause again, you know, they both have, they got history, you know, and they have um, of, of known, you know, being, agitating people, rubbing people the wrong way, whatever, you know, so it's who knows, you know, and maybe it is, maybe it's work. I don't know. So yeah, more to follow on that. So I don't know. Did you, have you guys heard anything more about it or been following it or anything you want to add? I, I, I have heard that there have been threats of lawsuits, um, that there have been, there's been discussion of, of, uh, people turning the legal route on these issues. Uh, so it, it, here's, and you know, to the work shoot question, Mike, if a lawyer does get involved, things have to go public, right? There, there's going to be a public record. There's going to be a paper trail. And so I, <laughs> until I see that paper trail, I'm going to have to lean towards not believing this. Um, but because it gets so sticky, you know, it gets so sticky without it. So I think I'm leading, leaning more towards what you were talking about, Jim, and how this is the beginning of kayfabe again. I mean, the bite mark, I, it just seems almost not believable at this point anymore. Cause the, the whole, I feel like that alone, if, if another human bit another human, it would not look like, Hey, 
dude, we got to do this for kayfabe. Just buy me real quick. Cause that's what it looks like. I saw a picture. It's lightly bruised. Yeah. It's a couple weeks old. And m- mind you, <clears throat> uh, I used to work for, uh, folks who bit me for a living. Uh, and it doesn't look like that at all. They're, they're much nastier than that. So I do, I'm starting to agree more with Mike, your, your wife, Kaylin and Jim, that I do think that this is, we're being worked for sure. And again, and it's, 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 well, we will see the outcome of this. This could be either, like we said last week, the greatest work we've ever seen, or this is the dumbest, stu- like the dumbest thing we've ever seen. So it's going to be like a toss up. The other part of this podcast is we want to, um, you know, obviously, like we said at the top, you know, put a spotlight on certain individuals, um, or certain performers, you know, um, I, I don't want it to, to be, um, you know, just limited to who's in the news and whatnot. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wrestlers we could talk about. We could have a lot of fun with, um, you know, but I figured, um, I've been becoming a fan of this gentleman, uh, for like, I never thought I'd, I never thought I would say out loud that I was a Matt Cardona fan, but this guy as of recently is just killing it. Like he, he has simultaneously somehow become like the new franchise Shane Douglas and his wife, Chelsea green is like Francine. And I was like, how is this coming back around? And he's nailing it. So that's my spotlight of the week is going to be, uh, you know, a Mr. Matt Cardona, um, also, uh, known for God, I think it was like almost 15, 16 years as Zack Ryder. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're just going to kind of talk about him briefly. Um, you know, kind of, Again, give some some highlights, some stuff for us to talk about, and then uh, you know, kind of what he's doing now, um, which I think is it's crazy when you look at what this guy has done and where he's got now. It's just like never would have thunked it when he was Zack Ryder doing the like broski, and he's wearing. Do you remember when he was wearing like the, the half tights? <laughs> and I was like, who is this clown? And like so anyway, but. So yes, gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the one and only Mr. Matt Cardona and just getting into his rise of where he's at now and why I think this guy is, is um, you know, is just going to keep getting better and better, I think. And, and um, you know, who knows? Maybe the WWE comes back. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I think he put out a tweet that he's like going back already or something like that. And it's just like. Oh, the guy's, he's just insane. So, but. Oh, uh, he's wonderful to follow on, on social He's one of the first wrestlers to really adopt social media as part of, you know, selling your character and, and getting yourself over. And he's never slowed down. You know, he he, yeah. he pioneered a lot of that kind of approach. And so, yeah, of course, he's good at social media. He's been there from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So and we'll get to that, too, because he kind of so. So basically, so him, he's he's his real name is Matt Cordona. Um I think he's from New York. I think that's why it's, it's not quite long Island. It's like one of those, you know, it's like Naperville, Illinois, but you say you're from Chicago kind of thing. You know, it seems like, I, I don't know New York well, but he is, I, I think he's, well, he later built himself more from long Island, I think. But so he started in the New York wrestling scene. Um, and he actually came in with his, with his buddy, um, uh, Brian Myers, who we'll get to in a second. Um, but um, they've been friends, God, um, for, i would assume for a very long time and, and they, their, their careers have kind of always followed each other. And I think what they're doing now is, is great. Um, you know, which we'll get to in a minute. Cause I think he's like, again, I think, um, you know, um, Oh my God, Matt Cardona is like the new franchise and Chelsea green is, uh, you know, Francine and Brian Myers is like, I don't know, like Chris Candido or something like, and I'm like, interesting. I'm like, 
You know, he's just that he's just that dork that's always around, you know, that does Matt Cardona's bidding and it's just fun. I would I would almost say Brian Myers is is or Kurt Hawkins or whatever he goes by is more of like Stevie Richards than anything. <laughs> because he's <laughs> constantly losing. Yeah. I, I love him just as much as Cardona, but like yeah, I would say I would more label him as like the Stevie Richards of of his generation right now. Which yeah. I, I hope he doesn't find insulting. But oh, no, and him, I'm sure he would laugh. No, oh my god, I'm sure if they heard that, they would be really funny. So, yeah, so essentially, they caught the eye of shocking. I think the only really company around at that time was the WWE. Um, he actually came in as Brett Major, if I remember correctly. And they, and then when, um, I think, yeah, when Mayors came out, yeah, they were the major brothers, um, before they kind of morphed into the whole edgehead things. And so, essentially, they, um, like most, well, back in the day with WWE, you just, you know, unless you were shit hot, you just came right into the Fed, um, you know, but typically they they sent you to um, developmental and that was where they were, the major brothers, Deep South Wrestling, which essentially, I believe that went over into OVW and was kind of their big thing there. And we all know about OVW, but um, so he goes to OVW um, a couple years later because he comes into the business about 2004, between 2006 and then 2005 um, to uh, 2007, he was in developmental. So Pretty short, actually, if you think about it. But the biggest thing to ever really come out of Matt Cordona's, I think, where he started getting uh, the name was the Bill DeMott incident. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, where according, and it's again, he said, she said, this and that, but the whole like jelly donut and the guy was doing like stink faces. And one of the guys was Matt Cordona. It was a man and a woman and Cordona got the stink face. And I think he's even like said like, no, it, yeah, that it, that was, I lean more towards him. And I think he was like, yeah, no, that was, not cool and uh, it, essentially which led to you know kind of the whole restructuring and and um i think that that's when ovw then they flitched to what uh, um florida FCW. right yeah wasn't yeah a part of that as well who kenny omega wasn't he involved with the bill Potts? There was something else, I think. It wasn't the jelly donut issue or like whatever, but it was it was Cardona and um oh god, what was her name? Um Melissa Cotis. Codis, I think is how you say it, but it was a guy and a girl. And it was the guy was Matt, and then, you know, it was this girl. Um, but then, you know, DeMott said, no, it wasn't me, it was them, because they would get off of a day of training. And, you know, so again, a lot of he said, she said, but it was, I think it's just something obviously taken too far, but whatever. Yeah, there, um, there was a long was, list of, there was a long list of complaints about Bill DeMott. And Kenny Omega has been very vocal about part of the reason he left OVW was Bill DeMott. And, but like I said, there, there's, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have, have since come forward with Bill DeMott as kind of a piece of shit and was, yeah. uh, was, was very uh, abusive in his training. So uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. If yeah, there are even more stories. So yeah, so then he gets so that's kind of coming out of OVW, um, you know, and then uh, so he comes up, um, he gets called up to well the La Familia, which was which is just weird because it was like it was what Edge, uh, Vicky Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, and whatever, and then so anyway they get teamed up as they're the Edgeheads, and they basically and they did they they kind of look like Edge and they made it work where. I think he, that was when Edge went heel um, and they were doing the like, you know, Edge would roll out and Brian Myers would roll in and then Brian Myers it was great. Good stuff. Classic, silly, goofy wrestling. But this is honestly where my tuning of wrestling during that era is like, eh, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just getting out of the military. So I, was I, able to really yeah, I just remember being like watching this 
and no, no, nothing against any of the wrestlers. I was just like, I don't want to watch this. This is dumb. Oh god, <laughs> it was well, what it was John Cena versus Edge versus Bradshaw oh, versus mm-hmm. like that. It just that was a really weird time. I mean, that was where boy, that was a rough, rough wrestling time. <laughs> and it was, you know, but I remember Jim. You even, I mean, I know we're we're kind of getting a little bit off topic, but like Cena put butts in seats, man. Like you cannot knock what that guy has done. Like oh, no doubt, in man. that era, that era of Cena was still a little bit of an edge, right? That was still, that was still thugonomics, you know, right? And yeah. so he was, he was a much more um, interesting character, uh, let's say back then. But Cause there's, but yeah, he never- there's one match where he does with Bradshaw that he is like a bloody mess. Oh, and I was like, Cena today would be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you're out of your mind. Are you kidding me? Well, but no, but I mean, that was also after the whole thugonomics thing ended. Uh, boy, this is turning into the John Cena hour. But um, <laughs> he, uh, well, they were switched roles. And they, and that's, I think it's a big responsibility to be like, dude, you're a PG guy now. And, and he's never strayed from that. You can't, you can't knock it. And I think honestly, some of the stuff, and like I said, we're, we're getting off the beaten path, but like he's had some amazing matches when he's like real, like Kevin Owens. He had a great match with Joe. He had a great, it's insane. Sami Zayn, like, I don't know, it's like weird. It seems like he just uses that to, I don't know. But anyway, like I said, we're getting off the beaten path. But so, yeah, so to Tom's credit, yeah, that was an era of wrestling where it was, you know, Morrison and Miz. And it was just, I got out of the military and I hadn't been watching a lot because just for obvious reasons. So, Unfortunately, I just kind of had to grit through this. And, and there are more times than not where I was like, yeah, I, I can't do this. All I, I have to say is thank God for Ring of Honor. That, I was going to say, I started, Thanks, Tom started Ring of Honor during that time. Tom started turning me on to Ring of Honor and, you know, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. And I'm like, okay, these guys are, and then obviously BD, Brian Danielson, where I, you know, oh my God. And just, you know, and Punk and Joe and all this. Yeah. You know, so, so essentially he goes through the long, you know, like any, any good faction does, everything breaks apart and he gets, <laughs> He comes back as the Long Island loudmouth, and this is poor guy just has. Did you? I think it was his debut on ECW when he was with a jobber whose like gear exploded, and like Matt Cordona basically had to like like wrestle this guy while keeping his trunks in place, and like and he ends up pinning. It's hysterical if you've never seen it. Like God bless Matt Cordona, but like. You got the jelly stink face. I know this dude who can't even. He talks about it on one of his pot, and it's freaking hysterical. It, it, it's hilarious. I was just saying the same thing. Him telling the story of it is just one of it's one of the best wrestling stories you'll ever hear. The way oh, he tells no, the story. Oh yeah, and he's like, you think this guy could have gotten a pair of trunks that fit? Like it literally it was like the stitching that broke apart, and it was the exploding, the uh, exploding. Uh, what is it called? Like the exploding wrestling pants match or something. It's just really really funny. <laughs> But um, so this is when he starts really getting over. He's starting to kind of be that like Long Island, just bro, the woo, 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 you know it. And um, he's, he's, I mean, you're just like, who the hell is this guy? Like, but he's starting to get, you know, he's starting to get noticed and he's in various feuds, um, you know, really not being much. I think he's like getting pushed for the, um, the United States championship at one point, kind of intercontinental, like still there, really not making a, a big name. But I mean, you just, you know who he is because he just looks annoying. He's like one of those, you know, again, a Long Island bro, and and he he said that he's um, even before Jersey Shore and whatnot. He's like, that's who I am, basically. But he's like, I just turned it up to a thousand and whatnot, and it and it's just like, oh god, I hate this guy. <laughs> and so he he's obviously growing, and he's doing really well. Um, and you know, again, he's just he's he's 
again, kind of right in that United States championship run. And um, I think it, it's around this time where he's ugh, like kind of stalled. Um, and so he comes up with Z, the tr- I think it's, what is it? The true Hollywood's or no, the true Long Island story. Yeah. The true and it basically is this YouTube series where he just does the most in, like he is just in character as this Jersey bro, Long Island bro. And it takes off to the point, and he has no backing from WWE. He makes his own championship, which he somehow got on air, which makes no sense. But like people were chanting for like, we want Ryder. And I remember that. Boy, and I'm like, this guy's hysterical. Like I, you know, kind of like Danhausen, where it's like, he's really funny. You've seen clips of him. You know, he can kind of go. He's a good looking dude. Like, okay, you know, let's see what he's got. And so I'm like, I kind of fell into that. I'm like, and then he, he didn't kind of like, it didn't peter out. It's just in McMahon fashion that he just is like, I don't get this. You're being pulled from television. And that's, and and he has such a, uh, cause I've been reading a, a, a couple of things about him that like, he has such a mind for the business. That's when he did the internet show. He was like, oh, cool. It was the whole, you, you, you texted me uh, jokingly. What? We'll just ask for, per, ask for forgiveness later. And that's what he, he, he did. He did this whole show without anybody knowing it. And actually, uh, in one of uh, an interview, he said like Triple H came up to him and was like, he's like, man, I love it. But if you would have done this in my era, we would all beat the shit out of you. <laughs> he was trying to get himself over because Triple H saw it as him trying to get over the business, not just himself getting over. And he's like, dude, no one I don't have no one will give me anything. So this is what I'm going to do. So whatever. And yeah. I think. Some that is some of the best like character work he's ever done is like taking oh, yeah. a show and just doing whatever he, he wants. Because he like cut his hair and he like he was wearing like a visor and it was like spiky tips and his oh my god gets this like horrible self tan and it was great. But like he's a lot of people are chanting for him and like we like I think even at it was was it WrestleMania or Survivor Series when The Rock comes out and he's given his speech or whatever and you can hear him like. We, their whole night, they're just, we want riders. So he ends up, I think he, they bring him back and then basically bury the shit out of him. And, um, and a lot of it was like, he, you know, was it because he went against the system and they're just bringing him back. And it's like, kind of like, you know, your place. And it, it was just a very weird, he just, yeah, it was really weird. He just kind of like, wow. Like, Oh, he's back. It was, I think it was also during that, or maybe that was the, Alex Riley, but I thought Cordona was part of that when Punk brings everybody out and he's like, but I think that was, I think that was Alex Riley, the less said about him, the better. But like, I, I think a lot of guys knew, you know, we're trying to bring this, bring him up and it just. Punk wins the title, then Danielson cashed in on Big Show. And then uh, he brought out Zack Ryder, who won the U.S. championship from Dolph Ziggler. But anyway, but no, he, so yeah. And, but I mean, he's like, oh man, Punk like clearly likes this guy and, you know, and this and that and. Yeah, so he again, but he drops down to like low tier status, and I it just it sucks. And I think even Myers gave an interview or something where they were talking about it where he's like, "Man, this guy got over, crushed it on his own, and then they just squeezed the life out of him." And it was just like, "What? Like what the hell? Like very weird." And again, you know, was it just did he fizzle out? You know, like so I think he he was still doing the shows, but like not as much and whatnot. So I, I again, I kind of was very in and out at this point. Um, but he just always was kind of at, so goes away again. And then he comes back as the hype bros with that goofball Mojo Riley. 
I it just yeah, it worked. They're two doofuses, but like Cardona carried that team. I don't know if you guys ever watched any of that. And that was when the WWE was like, oh yeah. We have tag teams, and it was like the Vaudevillians and the Ascension and the, the Brazongo, and it was just like uh, poor revival. Like the poor revival were like these shining. No wonder they were like, God, I hate this. Like, when they're trying to just, oh God. So, yeah. So he goes through this hype bros bullshit, and um, I think he, then he ends up going back with Hawkins, but. Oh, I'm sorry. Kurt Hawkins is Brian Myers. Uh, I think so. They. I think they get into a, a feud with the revival, but like now Brian Myers or Kurt Hawkins has this strange, I don't know what the hell that was. If you guys saw that from a couple years ago where he's like walking around with a cane and he was like dressed in orange. And I was like, Brian Myers, yeah. what is going on with this guy? So anyway, so they do this and that and long story short, budget cuts during the pandemic and bye-bye Matt Cardona after 15 years. I didn't realize he was with them for that long, 15 years. Yeah. And that guy like, Pretty impressive. So now this, in my opinion, is where I don't know what happens, but he just goes on this tear of like indie feds um, and is just either fully embracing the fact that everybody, you know, he did the woo woo and uh, hype bros and all this and that. And he just dials it up again. Like, just, okay, you're going to hate me. I'm just going, I the, the, the gloves are off and I'm going to go. So he goes to all elite. He's at all elite for a couple minutes you know, shows up. I think it was when they were, they just, you know, it wasn't a very long-term contract. He's, I think it was he's like, he's with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. He's yeah. And so he came out and helped. It was fun, you know, like cool. Oh, Hey, Cordona. Like I know this guy. Cause I think at this time he is like tweeting and YouTubing up and like, he's the gloves are off and he's just kind of just being just who he's eventually is, I think turns into now. So goes to impact. Um, and then he starts, and this is again where he like, he just, he like he's wrestling women. He beat Jordana Grace, and like there's that whole Andy Kaufman kind of aspect of it. it. You know, Brian Myers comes in, and Chelsea Green comes in, and it's like that's when I'm like, man, this is like the franchise. This is like the Jersey Triad all over again. You know that kind of thing, and it's where and oh, I, but no, but I mean, it, it, hey, that I sorry, I think that that could have worked in WCW, but I it was just another evolution of the the I think it was the franchise back in ECW, right the and so, like, yeah, Myers is the triple threat. The triple threat. Thank you. Yeah. And so, bam, bam. get it right, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'm off my bam, 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 and Shane Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, and and I, I'm like, okay. And you know, he comes out and they attack Morrissey, um, Big Cass, and whatnot. Who would be another fun one to talk about? Boy, that guy. Um, what a what a fall and what a rise. Like, I don't know. But anyway, so. <clears throat> He's like, he's, you know, beating up Mickey James and this and that. And like, he's using that. So like now that the indie feds are starting to talk and whatnot. So Nick Aldis, the NWA champion, is married to Nick, uh, to Mickey James. And I think he's like, what'd you think of that? Like Nick Aldis. And he's like trying to call him out. And he's just like, and it was great. And so where he really, truly, I think has done his best work. And I hope to God he keeps doing this and we'll kind of wrap up with, you know, where he's at and see what you guys are is he goes to Game Changer Wrestling. That's right. Game changer wrestling. He shows up and pretends he's like Moxley. Crowd goes nuts and he pulls the hood off and <laughs> it's Matt fucking Cordona. And you're like, what the hell? Those fans just, I mean, bottles. Like, I think he even said he was like, I had to like almost, I thought I was going to have to fight my way out. And like, I think so. Like, and then Chelsea Green comes in 
And he ends up beating Nick Gage for the GCW world title and then proceeds to do probably what I think is one of the most amazing things you could with it. And just, he rebrands it and he gets, he puts like a spinner belt on it. He's a big <laughs> Disney nut and he goes, he goes to Disney and he's parading around with this like ultra violence. Like, you know, and they, I, they're, they're, I think he, in, in a great way, put a little spotlight on them. Cause I think they're, I mean, they still do their hardcore stuff, which I'm just, I've never been a fan of, but it's reminding me of ECW where it's like, now we're going to start to put on some matches and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and it's, and I, and, but I think it's Cordona like comes in as just this, just this goofball out of, and game changer wrestling is like, it's like PWG, very, very loyal, very indie following. And oh, Nick yeah. Cage, it just, he proceeds to have this just insane match with Nick Gage. I think he even said when he won the title, Chelsea was there and he was like, I had to like Chelsea and I had to run, you know, and he's like, I thought I was going to have to like, somebody was going to come after Chelsea and it was just crazy. But like, he's doing this stuff. And I, and what made me really think of him in the franchise is that he was doing a, he was doing something with GCW and Chelsea got up and flashed. And I was like, Oh my God, that is this Francine oh, yeah. and fucking Shane Douglas, you know? So I think now um, he just got hurt, actually, and I think he's back with the national. He's with NWA now, and um, I great. I think it's a great takeoff that he did for Trevor Murdoch. I thought it was a great to put the belt on him, have him. But then he ends up getting hurt. Um, he's coming back, so obviously there's been. I think that was in February. And he just came back in June, like June or July. So I obviously got to build a slow build and you know whatnot. But I think he's he's great and. He was doing like, I think that was right. And he ended up having to dump all his titles because he was just going everywhere and just winning. He was doing his belt collector thing, like a lot of the other guys. But anyway, yeah, so that's pretty much, I think, like, I can't wait to see what's going to be with him, you know? So what are you guys like? What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts? What are your, you know, just, what are your thoughts on Cardona? What do you think of, you know, where he's gone, where he's come from? What's he doing now? You know, just, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, one, I think he's amazing. I think following him on social media is one of the funnest and most hilarious things to do. Uh, highlights that you get to see is that he mimicked Macho Man's wedding at GCW, which was amazing. Like I was in tears. I was laughing because he does such a great. Uh, he he does such phenomenal like shitbag heel work, but it's not. It's not like MJF heel. It's like, dude, you're just trying to be obnoxious, and it's. <laughs> yeah hilarious but at the same time like i also hate you but i love you because you're so great at this and uh the the stuff he's been doing uh the nwa one one of my favorite things he did with uh nwa is when he picked up the belt and he was like everyone's like how could you turn on your friend and he was like i was just seeing if it weighed 10 pounds (laughs) (laughs) The, the the like deep like commitment he does to some like wrestling like history is is amazing. Like also to uh to go back to his time in WWE, he had an amazing uh which was again in classic WWE fashion, they put the belt on him for less than twenty four hours, was his IC win and much deserved that dude should have had a much longer run than a day, not even at less than a day with it. Um and I think again, I I, I said it before so he is he did some of the best character work i've ever seen when he was doing the long long island uh broski stuff and uh and um i'll i'll leave, I'll leave let jim chime in in a second uh i can't believe in the entirety of my wrestling love uh, uh that i put 
Nick Gage and Matt Cardona as like a contender for match of the year for that. <laughs> that it was the the build to it was uh, like perfect. That was the most perfect story booking I've seen in a very long time. And I guess yeah. is it grizzly? Is it hard to watch? There's there's dude. There's there's points where it's like blood looks like it's oozing out of his body, and it's like <laughs> some of it's really like pretty brutal to watch. And Nick Gage is just. He's a yeah. very star guy, but like I was just I was shocked that that would like I had that on my list of like matches of the year last year. Did you see did you see that when Gage broke into the press conference and they um they didn't tell the fans and they didn't tell the police and you basically Nick Gage is like, "Oh, so I can go unhinged." And like he goes in there and the cops are like trying to drag him out and Matt, you know, Cardona's like, nah, 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 nah. "You're just being an <laughs> asshole." Like it's great. You should watch it. And the cops are like literally have like Nick Gage in a headlock dragging his ass out. And like, that was when they were like, Oh wait, this was fake. Like, like but that's just how great Gage sold it. And it was a great buildup. It really was. So, but yeah, Jim, I, I want to hear your thoughts on. on yeah. I, I got, I got two things that I think make Cardona really special. One, uh, you know, Tom just kind of alluded to, and that is he's a wrestling nerd, right? He grew up l- passionately loving professional wrestling and it shows i think he he grew up not just watching but studying and i think he he incorporates a lot of classic character work into to who he is and what he does uh, i think his in-ring style is very informed by you know what what he watched growing up you know he's still he's, he's got this huge presence uh online in in the collecting community you know he's a collector he collects yeah. the, the figures and the, everything else you know, he's he's First and foremost, he's a wrestling fan, and I think that plays a huge role in how he's able to pull off some things. Is because he understands the mind of the fan, because he is one, you know. Yeah, I think the other thing that's really you know kind of special about Cardona is showing the difference between working in the confines and the constraints of WWE, where a character is given to you, you are property versus you are creating your own character you are the master of your own domain working on the indies uh and he's a perfect example of that because you know you look at what he's been able to build for himself since leaving wwe and it's amazing because it's him right he's driving that ship matt cardona in gcw is the matt cardona you see in nwa is the matt cardona you're gonna see you know you know at, at this local indie he is driving the character and, you know, like I said earlier on, you know, he was one of the pioneers of using social media with YouTube and Twitter and everything. And I think he's used those tools very effectively to create a brand. He has the Matt Cardona brand and, you know, the WWE, they want control. Whereas now he's able to be in charge of it uh, and, and mold the character based on what, not only he feels he can pull off, but where he feels it's headed based on the reactions and based on that immediate feedback from the audience. You know, mm-hmm. Vince was always, you know, classically late to the party when it came to reacting that what fans were wanted. You know, it was he 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 had his vision and this is the way it's gonna go, and it doesn't matter what the reactions are, it's gonna be this. You know, Roman Reigns is a face, damn it, no matter what. Uh, you know, John yeah. Cena's gonna be yeah. a face no matter what. Cardona is is able to interact with people through social media, which he does. He's actually very engaged oh, yeah. uh, and, and, and and drive that character 
in a new way based on what fans want and what he as a fan himself would understand and able to incorporate those historical elements and make them new again. So I, I think that's what really makes him special is the fact that he's a nerd, right? He's, he's an absolute fanatical nerd and he's able to finally have control over his own path here. And, and yeah. because he's a nerd, because he has the mind for the business, he's able to take it in ways that a lot of people are able to execute because he can see all the pieces on the board and put them all together and, and drive his own ship. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I think he's, yeah, I think he's a special talent, not just because of his in-ring work, which I think is very good, but I think business wise, I, I think he's brilliant. I think he's, he's brilliantly handling, you know, professional wrestling in 2022. No, for sure. I mean, I was just looking, I just quickly looked up some numbers. Like I think as of April of this year, he's got like over close to 16 million views and over, I think like 150,000 subscribers. I'm like, that's pretty decent, man. Like that's for a wrestler, you know? And then he's got the major, I think it's the, the podcast that you talked about or um, the collecting. He's a big action figure or just, just, I think like not specifically wrestling figures, I believe, um, but the major wrestling figure podcast. And like, he's branding that, like it's insane. And like, he's at cons doing stuff and it's just, it's crazy. And like how he's kind of, brought to light that world of things of collecting you know and it's crazy and so yeah no i don't you know hearing him talk about his match with nick gage is also very entertaining by the way (laughs) how he sounds absolutely horrified also like like prior to doing it and afterwards there's there's a there's a couple of uh, uh interviews he was doing where he was like I guess he went to Disney the night, like the night of or the night after, and he was still like eating all over the sheets. And he had to go like tell like basically Disney to be like, uh, "Hey, just to let you know, like, don't worry, it's just my blood. Like, it, this is <laughs> my wife or anything." And like he, uh, one of my favorite things, his commitment to his his craft is that. He put out, you know, remember when Cody originally, when he left WWE, put out that list of like wrestlers. He had like the cigar and it was the photo of like the list of wrestlers he wanted. Well, Cardona did the exact same thing, but like what he wanted to do for GCW. And it was like, get a doctor, get insured, like get all this stuff. And he was like, he's like, I kind of for real meant that. He was like, because there was like no doctors to help me. He's like, I was, I was like a bloody mess. And he like a nurse backstage was like, they were like, oh, well, here, we're just going to clean it and put some Band-Aids. And he's like, I need medical attention. What is going on? <laughs> and, like, he's he is, like, one of the most humorous dudes I've, I've ever listened to in any interview. If He is just – he sounds like such a, like, fun dude to just, like, be around. And uh, w- one other story that, uh, that I also enjoyed from him is that he got, a, like, a <laughs> – he got a lot of compliments about his, like, physique – and he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I've always looked like this. It's He was alluding to like indie guys don't put in enough work. And like it, it was kind of true. He was like, dude, he's like, I'm on such a like regiment at WWE. They're like, eat, workout, show, eat, workout, show. And he was like, he's like, dude, I just, this is my build. This is what I normally look like. Because he had a lot of dudes in GCW being like, dude, you're so jacked. Like you, you look <laughs> great. And he's like, I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think I, one of to me one of my favorite things that he's done in the recent past was after that Nick Gage match when he started going around calling himself King of the Death Matches. He was still like scared of his own shadow too. That's such a classic heel move, right? That like Perfect. I'm gonna I'm so braggadocious, but at the same time I'm a total coward. Oh, it was yeah. just fucking brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. He's number thirteen. Did you guys see that? Are you I didn't see that. I'm a yeah, PWI. He's, he's PWI this year. He was number 13. Holy Dude, that's shit. incredible. That just goes to yeah. show the amount of work that he puts into making. Like, I, I, I love that indie wrestling is is back. Obviously, I was very like nervous about it when the pandemic hit, and like, and I think that was like kind of like, sorry, there's a loud car. I think that was like super important to him to really like push for the indies to come back. And, and I, um, I, I, I think that's incredible. Like to, to go from this huge, massive corporation to like, no, like we're going to, we're going to bring back old territory days. We're going to bring back, you know, these indie feds. And I, I've said time and time again, GCW is like, is like almost the rebirth of ECW. I mean, it's a, it some, it, it obviously needs work for sure. Um, I also love, by the way, that he calls, <laughs> gcw the gcw universe oh yeah <laughs> total just like because he 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 like it's crazy how much he pisses those people off oh yeah well he dressed up as vince mcmahon once and that was his that was his threat his sorry tom not to talk his threat was that he was gonna bring he was gonna bring everything that vince mcmahon taught him and like turn gcw around and that's when he kept calling him that that's why he got him like the gcw universe he came in dressed as mcmahon once and like oh. That was amazing. Oh, unreal. And it's great. And I hope he keeps doing it now that he's back and 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 getting healthy, it seems like. So that's again, that's another another testament to the the brilliant mind he has for the business. He did what Jericho wants to do, right? Jericho, the Jericho Appreciation Society is a really shitty attempt to do what Cardona was able to pull off. Right. Because you know, it was first of all, Jericho needs to fucking retire. Like that's that's enough is enough chris but the whole you know like oh look we're we're sports entertainers look at the galaxy that whole thing is a really 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 shitty attempt and cardona pulled it off so fluidly it was so organic and natural yeah that big ass smile whenever he's usually whenever i swear to god every picture i see him he's flashing that goofy smile and he just looks like to tom he's like god i just i hate you like you're obnoxious (laughs) and i hate you so i i think he's also he's just like super smart about like obviously if we we all went and saw him we would be cheering him and he's very like like shut up you marks like he's against (laughs) marks even which is even he's like the biggest mark in the business which is great yeah (laughs) yeah no, it's great. Yeah, I, I would love to see him now that Fesley, you know, he's on, he's touring the indies and, and whatnot. I don't know. NWA is around here somewhere sometimes, but they're still really small. And GCW is, I think, out of Philly, I think, right? Yeah, East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, hopefully he comes around and who knows, who knows. But yeah, so that's that's our, the spotlight of the week um, on uh, Matt Cardona. I think, well... Well discussed, well talked about, um, you know, and I can't wait to see what else he's going to do. And just and the way he makes me laugh is just that, that Jim, if you haven't seen the pictures of the Macho Man wedding, it's fucking I have, hilarious. I have. It is 
so funny. I saw that the other day and I just I just started howling and I was like, <laughs> only this guy would do an obscure what mid nineties wrestling. Oh, that was the eighties. That was the late eighties. Yeah. Was it? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, but too funny. But so I think we can end it here. Um, figure um anything anything you guys are looking forward to in the coming weeks? I guess anything anything for next week or any storylines you're following or. I I am very interested in seeing what uh, Monday Night Raw is going to do with Johnny Gargano. I thought I thought that was my runner up for match of the week was Gargano versus uh, Chad Gable. I thought those I think they put on a, a good show. Yeah, I'm curious to see where Gargano is going to go from here. So that's what I'm keeping my eye on is is it you know because is is it just going to be the the obvious Gargano versus Theory uh, you know feud for a while? Or are they going to get Gargano going? So I, that's what I'm going to be looking for. And actually, that's that's great that you brought that up uh, because I uh, hate Johnny Gargano. No, uh, I <laughs> I actually didn't. I wasn't really a big fan of his. I never really liked him in the indies. And then um, after watching him come back and kind of like how everybody kind of naturally reacted to him, I was like, okay, I'm going to rewatch some of his matches from NXT. And uh, I watched, I rewatched Gargano Champa, which is that is a fucking amazing match. Like I thought it was good, but going back and watching it, like if you want to see a dude get nuclear heat, like mm-hmm. the dude, like uh, Champa walks out to no music and the, the fans just like booing him and like chanting, fuck you Champa, which I was mm-hmm. like, so good. And like, yeah, I'm actually really kind of excited to see what they do with Gargano because they don't have, uh, you know, Vince McMahon to be like, you're too small. So you're 205 and a 24 seven. So I think, I think he'll work his way up to mid card and uh, you know, we'll see some amazing matches that he, that he's known for. I think it would be awesome is because you've got, you know, uh, Rollins versus uh, Lashley for the U S title. And I, I would love for Rollins to get the title and feud with Gargano. I, th- I think Rollins Gargano would be, I think that would, they could put on some amazing fucking matches. Oh yeah, and especially the, the the work that Rollins has been doing lately. Yeah, that 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 should be. I'm tired of him seeing him and Riddle, which is yeah yeah. <laughs> Till next week, um, you know. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, you know, I'm sure um, we'll have more to talk about um, and more wrestlers to cover. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Bruce Wade. <laughs> <laughs>